Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Stephen Gruz is head of the African Governance Diplomacy Program at the South African Institute of International Affairs. Stephen, a very good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. How are you? Good morning, Howard. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am well, thank you. Um, all right, so South Africa has uh, presented its case. Initially, I thought, okay, not bad. They've done quite nicely. We know when, obviously, they were repeating things that we know to be untrue. Israel, I thought, decimated them. Uh, but uh, but uh, I'd love your view on it. What? Uh, how did you make sense of, and what was your take on the on the case yeah i'm i'm writing about it this week for the the jewish report right um so i've had a think about it i thought both sides were very polished were erudite were cogent and and made good arguments it was kind of case of two halves because south africa had revealed what they were going to say they had published their mm. chart sheet before um, which was uh, available for anybody to look at. And so they laid that out, as you say, relying on, on some previous reports, quite sensationalist, quite emotive. Um, I thought Israel was, was clinical. It set to dismantle the South African case uh, line by line, issue by issue, and I think they did a very good job of that. Um, but as they say, uh, you know, the jury is still out. Uh, this bench of 17 judges, we really don't know which way they're going to go. Um, and remember, what, we, what the first step is what uh, South Africa has called for are preliminary measures, which basically amount to the court requesting or, or um, ruling that South Africa, that Israel, sorry, needs to stop the war in, in Gaza. And uh, Israel says, well, it still has to defend itself. It still has to destroy Hamas and release the hostages. So that would be decided upon in the next couple of days. But the, the case itself, the merits of the case, did Israel commit genocide could go on for months, weeks and months and even years in the court. Um, and I think that's a, that's a proper gander victory against Israel if it's having going to have to be tied up in court for two years uh, and, and um, stained with the mark of genocide over its head, even if it wins the case eventually, um, just adds to that anti-Israel sentiment around the world. It's a, uh, it's, it's, it, it, when, when do we expect to hear from the court in terms of at least the, uh, the first part of the case? We, we don't know, but sooner rather than later. So perhaps uh, even this week or next week. And in what form do they come back? I mean, do they gather everybody back in The Hague? Because I'm sure there are quite a few people that would love another trip. Or do they just, well, they can't send Durko a message because Durko probably won't receive it if, uh, if, we, if we follow the evidence on Friday. But now I'm being a little bit facetious. How, uh, how, what, in what form does it come back? I'm not sure whether the legal teams go back to, to The Hague. But uh, there will be a judgment and there will be an explanation of judgment. So, um, you know, it, it, it's not a, 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 at the stage where one side argues, then the other side argues back, and then the first side has got the opportunity mm, to mm. So I don't think all the lawyers will be going back to The Hague. I may be wrong. But yeah. my, my sense that they will, they will deliver a, a verdict, uh, an interim verdict on the uh, uh, 
temporary measures that South Africa wants. Um, and they do have to give reasons for their judgment. They can't just say, this is it, we voted 7-6 and can they give any form of a judgment? In other words, do they have to come back and say, well, yes, Israel needs to withdraw from Gaza? Or uh, can they say, you know, Israel has a right to continue, but they would like them to uh, fulfill the following obligations? Yeah, so there's three, there's three outcomes. One is a complete rejection of the case, either on procedural grounds, because uh, as we learned, South Africa really kind of manufactured a dispute that wasn't there. Uh, so they could throw it out on procedural grounds. They could throw it out, out uh, completely on the arguments. They could accept completely the uh, measures that South Africa seeks. And the most likely uh, scenario is that it would be somewhere in between, that they would perhaps grant some of those measures, but not all of them. They can also add uh, their own uh, measures to be taken. Um, so it's probably going to be somewhere in the middle, and we'll see both sides yeah, I think that is exactly what is going to happen. Lots and lots of comments, of course, uh, about who's funding this, the coincidence of the ANC's financial woes uh, seemingly having uh, been alleviated, the visit to Iran ahead of this. Uh, is, there any, is there any substance to those rumors? Well, I ask, is there any proof of of, of any of this. I mean, mm. yes. Well, that's, I guess, what I'm asking, yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. And I think, um, you know, it, it might be putting two and two together to make five. I mean, because by the same token, uh, ANC and government figures have been in America in the last few months as well, trying to explain South Africa's case. I think until there is, you know, hard evidence, whether it's through the, uh, the law, which states that uh, political parties need to disclose their funding, which is something that civil society fought for years to get. Um, until we see the figures, you know, it, it may it, there may be something to it, but to me, I have not seen any proof of it, and I think it's an easy rumor to to spread. Um, it, it is, you know, it, it is it is coincidental that a party that couldn't pay its staff is now flushed and ready for the elections um, with the positions it's taken. But you know, I. I, I I am a skeptical person and I... No, well, I think we all have to be. I, I think it's all very well to to look at timelines and say, well, this looks a bit strange. But unless there's more to it, I think we have to be very careful. We've got to be responsible yep. about about saying that this, this, this is or isn't the case. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a couple of years ago, I wrote a piece about the way that Iran is using the Palestinian issue in South Africa or... That South Africa is, is, is um, getting support from Iran for uh, BDS and so on, uh, but but uh, you know you need to have proof of these things and you need to be able to substantiate that. But they also spread like wildfire on on social media. That's the age we're in. Yeah, it, uh, it it is absolutely it is absolutely true. Is there a way? Is there are there mechanisms to demand explanations for this? Um, I guess, well, one thing that we would have to watch very carefully is the disclosure of uh, political party funding. Mm. I don't know whether mm. it's a mechanism to, to uh, request or to demand uh, transparency in that. I mean, one can go through the 
Katsunari Institute, like the public protector, I guess, make mm. an appeal to the Treasury. Uh, there are a number of possible avenues of, of trying to get the truth. The best thing would be if some of our really excellent investigative reporters in this country would dig into the story and and uh, see what they unearth. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm sure that that will be. I'm sure that will be done. It is 8.45. I'm Howard Feldman. This is Your Morning Mayhem. It's 101.9. Chai FM. I'd love your thoughts on that. Uh, the uh, the case South Africa has brought to the International Court of Justice.